0: Hallelujah. Oh, the atmosphere is perfect for what I want to talk about today. And I don't want to scare anyone, but the clock back there is not working. So, uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Some of you are noticing, hey, they didn't take offering. Well, offerings not a high point of the service. Are you hearing me? We want to give you the word first. And then we'll do that at the end. So, Okay, Deuteronomy 5. Deuteronomy 5, uh, 29 through 33, I want to start with here. It says, Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me. This is God talking here. And always keep all my commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Go and say to them, to the children of Israel, Return to your tents, but as for you, stand here by me, and I will speak to you all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which you shall teach them, that they may observe them in the land which I am giving them to possess. Therefore, you shall, you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you. That you may live, and that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Today, the overwhelming subject throughout the week that kept coming to me was the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord, I I just really feel like I need to talk about it. I I feel like I need to talk about some of the characteristics of the fear of the Lord. How do you know if you have the fear of the Lord or not? And I want to talk about some of the blessings of the fear of the Lord. Now, the fear of the Lord is a requirement for every Christian, for every follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Having the fear of the Lord is a requirement. And you'll understand why in a moment. Some of you are thinking, fear? We're supposed to fear God? I, I thought we're supposed to love Him. I thought, Well, first off, the Bible speaks about different kinds of fear. Number one, it talks about a natural fear fear for protection. There's a demonic fear, which is the kind of fear that is tormenting. It brings a person into bondage. And and that's spoken of in 2 Timothy 1.7 where it says, for God has not given you the spirit of fear. See, there's a spirit of fear. Did you know that? There is a spirit. There's a demonic spirit of fear. And that is the tormenting fear that someone has. Something that keeps someone in bondage. Uh, And then, The Bible speaks of the fear of the Lord. This is a holy reverence or a holy awe, a holy respect for God and his word. Are you hearing me? All right. So there's different kinds of fear. And the fear of the Lord means there's a reverence for. There's an awe for. There's a respect for God and his word. So the fear of the Lord, remember how we talked about last week that worship is really a heart attitude. Are you hearing me? Worship is really a a heart attitude. Well, the fear of the Lord is a heart attitude of reverence that leads to obedience to God. The fear of the Lord is a heart attitude of reverence that leads to obedience to God. And there are many benefits that the fear of the Lord will bring into your life. Go to... uh, Chapter or Verse 29 of Deuteronomy 5 again. Let me read this to you. This is God himself speaking this. Listen to this again. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and always keep all my command, commandments, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I read that verse... It's like I can hear, I can feel the heartbeat of God coming from that verse. I mean, he even starts out with, Oh, oh, that they had such a heart in them, that they would fear me, keep my commandments, that it would be well with them. Now, this is interesting. I don't know if you ever noticed this before when you went through this verse or this passage. But the context of this verse is God is calling his people to go up the mountain into his presence. God wants to speak to them. So he's calling the people to come up. And the people refuse to go up the mountain. They say, no, no, Moses, we're not going up the mountain. You're going to go up, you're going to get the message, and then you're going to come back and tell us about it. But God is calling His people to go higher spiritually. Are you hearing me? The first characteristic of the fear of the Lord is that you will desire a close and intimate relationship with the Lord. If you don't have that, you don't have the fear of the Lord. I can promise you that. You not only will want to hear God speak to you through your pastor, through ministers, through others, but you will want to get in the presence of God and you'll want that personal touch with him. You will want that personal relationship with him. Now, why would God be so concerned about his people fearing him? Why would he be so concerned? I mean, why would he start that out with, oh, I mean, can you hear the heartbeat of God? Oh, that they would fear me. Why, God? What, what's the big deal about this thing anyways, God? What's the big deal if we don't fear you? Because God wants us to fear him because he wants his people, us, to walk in the fullness of his blessing. Are you hearing me? And the fact is this, without the fear of the Lord in our life as a Christian, we open the door to the enemy. And we block God's blessings in our life. Now, in Matthew 18, 18, this is interesting. Jesus gave us a kingdom principle here. He said, assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What is that saying? That's saying this, in a nutshell. Your actions on earth determine... Whether or not blessings are going to be loosed from heaven into your life on earth. Are you hearing me? So why why would God be so concerned? First off, we're not puppets on this earth. How many of you know we have a free will? Are you hearing me? You, we have a free will. So God says, Oh, that they would fear me. He desires it. We're not puppets on the, on a string. But listen, your actions on earth will determine whether or not blessings are loosed from heaven into your life. And remember this, whatever or whoever you fear or reverence or respect in your life, that is who or what you will give place to in your life. Are you hearing me? Come on. If you don't respect your mother-in-law, you're not going to give place to her. Are you hearing me? You don't respect your pastor, you're not going to give place to him. Your heart's going to be hardened. Are you hearing me? Amen? And Jesus said, so, I mean, hey, it's, someone, it's possible for someone to fear God. Some possible for people to fear the devil. It's possible for people to fear money, circumstances. Are you hearing me? But Jesus said that a person cannot serve two masters. It says you'll, you'll, you'll love one and you'll hate the other. You can't serve two. In fact, the context of that scripture Jesus is talking about is loving God or loving money, between God and money. Yeah. It says if you love money, well, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to serve the other. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Now go to Proverbs chapter 9. I, I have a lot of scriptures in Proverbs. I mean, this was just packed full with scriptures about the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 9 Verse 10, I want to start with here. So God is very concerned about his people fearing him, reverencing reverencing him, respecting him, lifting him higher, and following his commands. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The Word of God says that the fear of the Lord, reverence for the Lord, a holy respect for Him is the beginning of wisdom. Always remember this, the fear of the Lord and wisdom are twins. They cannot be separated. You cannot walk in wisdom and lack the fear of the Lord. It's totally impossible. Are you hearing me? You cannot have the fear of the Lord and not walk in wisdom. Amen? So, the fear of the Lord and wisdom are twins. You can't possess one without the other. And wherever you read about wisdom in the Bible, the fear of the Lord is attached to it. Always remember that. Don't ever forget that. Proverbs 8.13 Proverbs eight thirteen says that the fear of the Lord... Is to hate evil. Hate evil. Do you hate evil today? It, when you see a sin in your life. Or or someone sinning. Does, does that sin. Is that that sin in your life. Do, when you see something evil. When you see a movie that's, that's evil. Or something. Do you hate it? Or do you pet that thing? So listen to this, if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, it didn't say it is, it just says it's the beginning, it's the starting point of wisdom. And if the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, then wisdom must mean to hate and reject evil and do righteousness. Or as James says, be a doer of the word. Are you hearing me? For example, gossiping and lying. A person with the fear of the Lord won't partake in those things. They won't partake in those activities. Rather, they will hate those things and they will detest them them because they know they're against the word of the living God. And they know that those things give place to the devil in their life. Are you hearing me? Or another example, how about, how about a church or a ministry that supports, that literally has donations going to Planned Parenthood every month? Hey, hello, do you know what Planned Parenthood is? They support abortions, murder. Or how about a ministry or church that ordains gay and lesbian ministers? Let me tell you, there is no fear of the Lord in those individuals or in that local church. No fear of the Lord at all. For if there was the fear of the Lord, those individuals, once the fear of the Lord hits them, they would repent in a New York second. Are you hearing me? Now, the Bible contrasts a person who has the fear of the Lord and someone who doesn't. Do you know what the Bible calls someone who does not have the fear of the Lord? Starts with an F. A fool. A fool. A fool, the Bible says, despises wisdom and instruction from the Lord. So a person with the fear of the Lord loves and receives God's knowledge, God's wisdom, God's instruction from His Word. Are you hearing me? Proverbs 15.33 says this. The fear of the Lord is is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. You know, before when I used to read that scripture, I was always like, all right, he talks about the fear of the Lord here, and then before honor is humility. Is he talking about two separate subjects? No, because humility is a characteristic of having the fear of the Lord. Did you catch that? A person who has the fear of the Lord is humble. And what is humility? I'm not talking about worldly humility. You know what the world thinks of humility is. They think, oh, you know, you just walk around calling yourself stupid and, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I can't do nothing right. No, that's the worldly view of humility. Biblical humility simply means this it means to do things God's way and not your own way in life. It means to receive God's instructions, to receive his wisdom. There is fear or reverence toward God in a humble individual. Now turn to Proverbs 1 here. I want to, real quick, take a rabbit trail and talk a little bit, read read a scripture about wisdom here. Well, why is he doing that? Pastor James, why are you doing that? Why are you taking a rabbit trail? Uh, Uh-uh, uh Wisdom and fear of, the, fear of the Lord are twins. They go together. Wherever you read about wisdom, fear of the Lord's attached. Amen? Proverbs 1, 20 through 33. Listen to this. I, just, I 13 verses, but they're power packed. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you, because I have called and you have refused. I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded, because you disdained all my counsel. And would have none of my rebuke. This is the Lord talking. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm. And your destruction comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me. But I will not answer. This is talking about someone who constantly rejects the wisdom of God. Constantly rejects the word of God. And keeps going on their own way. Remember, that's pride, doing things your own way. I'm not going to follow God's way. I know what the Bible says, but I'm just going to do things my way. That's pride. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Why? Why, God? Why are you being so hard on these people? Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. There's that choose, free will. We all have free will, you know that? They would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way. There's the own thing, the pride thing, and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me, God says, will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. I don't know about you, but I like the ending better than the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Now look at verse 23 though. I want to I point this out. It says, turn at my rebuke, God says. Surely I will pour my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. God tells the fool. The person that's been rejecting knowledge, rejecting instruction. He says, turn at my rebuke, and then I will pour my spirit out on you. God is gracious. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he is gracious. But when someone keeps going their own way, the Holy Spirit's trying to tug on their heart and tell them, come on, you've got to make some changes in your life, but they keep going their own way, they keep going their own way. That's when you start counting the blood of Jesus as an unholy thing. Are you hearing me? It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's a dangerous place to be in. So God is telling the fool that's rejected knowledge, wisdom, and the fear of the Lord to repent. Remember I said last week, repentant is a shift. Right? It's a shift in the mind. So God's telling that person to repent. And once you repent, once you repent, then, only then, you're in a position for me to pour out my spirit and I'll give you more revelation knowledge. You know that scripture that says, don't cast your pearls to the swine? You know, God practices that too. Someone who's not even interested in in receiving more knowledge of him. Someone who's not even interested in, in getting to know him intimately. Don't expect him to show you the secrets of the kingdom of God. God doesn't cast his pearls to those who don't want them either. Are you hearing me? Verse 33 of Proverbs chapter 1 says, But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. I want to say this. There is protection for you. In the fear of the Lord. That is one of the benefits. Go to Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14. Verse 26. It says this. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And his children will have a place of refuge a place of protection, a place of hope, a place of trust, a place of safety. So in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Come on, what's a synonym for strong confidence? Faith. Faith. Another characteristic of the fear of the Lord is faith. Faith in Him and faith in His Word. And because of that faith, because of that trust, because of that strong confidence in the Lord, you will have a place of refuge from all evil. Now, to truly have faith in God means that you know Him. Follow me now. It means that you know Him through His Word, you know His name, and that you set your love upon Him. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, 14 through 16. Because, this is God speaking, because He has set His love upon me, therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He has, there it is, known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. There's protection in the fear of the Lord. Go to Psalm 34 7. Psalm 34 7. Says this. Here's another piece of the puzzle having to do with the fear of the Lord. How many of you know, uh, the Bible, it's like a puzzle. You, that's why the Bible says rightfully divide the Word of God. It, it's, you take a scripture here, you take one here, you put them together. Oh, that's what that means. Oh, you come across another scripture that has to do with that topic. You put it together. Oh my, this topic, now it's, it's starting to become clearer to me. Are you hearing me? You go into trouble when you just take one scripture and then you just ride on that thing. You've got to rightfully divide the word. Make sure you're rightfully dividing it. Amen? Psalm 34:7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. God promises to encamp those who fear him with his awesome presence and his holy angels. The fear of the Lord, if you have the fear of the Lord today, I want you to know that attracts God's angels to encamp around you. It encamps his manifest presence to come into your life in a greater way. Did you know that? Now, listen to this, the next point. The fear of the Lord, or a lack of the fear of the Lord, will determine your destiny on this earth. This is a serious topic. This is not just, a, oh, I'll do it if I want to thing. No, no, this determines our destiny on this earth if you have this thing in your life or not. Proverbs 9 again, please. Proverbs 9 10 through 11. We read 10 before, but I want to add 11 on. I want to add another piece of the puzzle. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Ooh, understanding God's holiness. Sound familiar? Verse 11. For by me, your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. Yep, that's really what it says. Your, this is, listen, your lifespan, my lifespan, can be increased or decreased based on if we have fear of the Lord or not in our life. This is a life or death situation. Are you hearing me? Now, some people believe that uh, you know that God has chosen the day that you will die and you have no part in it. How many of you have believed that or you believe that? God has chosen the day you're, you're going to die. He chose it himself. He chose the day you're going to die, and you have no say over it. End of story. Done. That's unscriptural. That's not even biblical. We just read a verse that says your life, your, the d- number of your days can be increased or decreased. Go to Ecclesiastes 7. Oh, I'm killing a sacred cow now. What do you mean? That puts some responsibility on me, doesn't it? Yep, sure does. Doesn't it? It puts responsibility back on us. But I know it's so easy to say, to push it off on God and say, well, when God wants to take me home, bless God, I'm going home. Well, if that's the case, well, we might as well go out to the bar, let's drink, eat, and be merry right now because, doggone it, God already decided it. Are you hearing me? That's un- unscriptural. It's foolish. Ecclesiastes 7. Ecclesiastes 7. 17 and 18. Do not be overly wicked, nor be foolish. Why should you die before your time? Interesting. Verse 18. It is good that you grasp this. I would say so, don't you? And also not remove your hand from the other. For Here it is. For he who fears God will escape them all. It's obvious from the word of God that we have a part to play in how long we live on this earth. Now, here's where people get messed up. All right, this is, listen. Listen to this closely. Just because, God is all-knowing, isn't he? I mean, that's biblical basic theology. We all know that. God knows everything, right? Just because God knows when we will die doesn't mean that He appointed that day for you to die. Are you following me? Let me just say that one more time. Yes, God is all-knowing. Absolutely. That's, that's Theology 101. But just because He knows when, He knows the, the beginning from the end, just because He knows when you will die doesn't mean that He appointed, He chosen that day for you to die. Oh, don't tell me that. So, oh, you're trying to tell me then that my cousin who drank himself and, and, in, in a stupor, he got on a snowmobile and he went out and ran into a pole and killed himself. Oh, okay, God appointed that. That was the will of God then? Are you hearing me? Let, let's stay scriptural on these things. It, these, these sacred cows that people hold on to do nothing but give God a bad name. And God has put... The length of days in our hands. Our hands. Say our hands. hands. Hallelujah. Now, next. In the fear of the Lord, there is contentment. Greed has no place in your life when the fear of the Lord is present. Go to Proverbs 15, 16. Proverbs 15, uh, verse 16 says better is a little with the fear of the lord than great treasure with trouble that's powerful isn't it now i don't believe it's god's will for you or i to lack or to be poor are you hearing me the poor means you don't have enough to meet your needs right Neither do I th- I don't believe that everyone's meant to be billionaires. Are you hearing me? That might shock someone. <gasps> Isn't this a Word of Faith church? Come on. <laughs> you go, uh, hey, even Word of Faith churches have gone in the ditch on this thing, prosperity thing. Are you hearing me? I don't believe that ev- everyone is meant to be a billionaire. <laughs> if it comes, praise God, I receive it. Are you hearing me? But, but I'm not seeking after that thing. But God does want our needs to be met with enough to bless others. Are you hearing me? He wants our needs to be met. In fact, I heard some kind of a a wild statistic that if you make, I mean, it was like if you make $20,000 and have this and that, you're richer than 80-something percent of the population of the whole world. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think how blessed we are in America. Are you hearing me? So when you have the fear of the Lord, your focus is not material gain, not material things, but rather a personal relationship with the Lord. And that brings you back, thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So your focus is on the kingdom of God. Your focus is on spiritual things, on the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Then let God take care of your needs. If God wants to bring blessings in your life, He will bring them. Don't seek after them. Are you hearing me? Seek after Him. Seek after the giver, not the gifts. So there's contentment in a person who fears the Lord, there is a pure motive when you fear the Lord. But come on, but surely the Bible does say, like, like I said, we got to divide the word of truth rightly. Surely blessings will come into your life when you have the fear of the Lord. Go to Proverbs 22.4. I had to set the stage with that. But truly, blessings will come into your life. The Bible's very clear about that. Proverbs 22.4 By humility and the fear of the Lord Remember, to have the fear of the Lord you've got to be humble. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. You know, I mean, we, we look at that word riches and we're, all automatically our minds go to billionaire. Well, that doesn't mean that. You know what it means to be rich? To have enough to meet your needs and to bless others. Are you hearing me? That's what it means. But listen to me. God is not opposed to his children having money. I mean, how many of you know the gospel's free, but promoting it is not free? I'll show you the bills to the radio station, alright, if you want to see them. But God is not opposed to his children having money, but he is opposed to money having you. He is opposed when money and material things Take priority in your life rather than God, rather than you seeking Him with a pure motive, with a pure heart. Amen? The word of God says that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money, not money. money's not evil, the love of it. Well, we just read in Psalm 91 that God wants us to set our love upon, who? Him not upon money not upon upon earthly things it's real easy to fall into that isn't it go to first timothy 6 first timothy 6 i mean we all would be lying if we said we didn't fall into that amen that's true anyways first timothy 6 all right 1 Timothy 6, uh, verses 6 through 10. This is powerful now. Listen. Now godliness, living a holy life with contentment is great gain. You know, it just doesn't say it's gain. It says it's great gain. That, That must mean then that our mindset of what gain is, is maybe not what God's version of gain is. Are you hearing me? How often do we fall into this stuff where we take things and ideas from a worldly perspective and we try to fit them into our Christian life? Are you hearing me? The Bible says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world I don't know about you, but when I was born, I was naked. Uh, Anyone else here? There wasn't a U-Haul that came out with my mom's placenta. I don't know. (laughs) I know some of you are saying, God, that's gross. That's gross. (laughs) You know, I like to have fun in church. I don't know about you. I'm someone who would be real grossed out if I told you what I did when Elizabeth had the baby. Never mind. Took a few snapshots of everything. All right, including the placenta, all right? <laughs> hey, I, I like documenting things. You ever watch the Discovery Channel? I mean, you see some gross stuff on there. But anyways, listen, <laughs> I got camera happy, all right? For we brought nothing into the world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. That's interesting, isn't it? Man, that goes against our our culture in America. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. You know what perdition means? It means going off in the ditch, going off into heresy, getting out of the word of God, getting outside of the word of God. Listen, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I want you to notice here verse 9. This is a key right here. A lot of people when they read this they think uh, they think, okay well only the rich people fall into snares and in, in all this. Look at this. Verse 9. I got to point this out to you. In fact if you have a pen underline this thing. It says those who desire to be rich. It didn't say those who are. Did it? Those who desire, those who lust after, those who where the money is their number one goal. They're the ones that fall into temptation and snares because their focus is off of God. There's no fear of the Lord there. I, I, I mean, i never seen that before, to be honest with you, until last night when, when, that, when I read that. I always thought, oh, okay, just those who are rich, they fall into, you know, the, and the Holy Spirit illuminated desire. Those who desire to be rich. I desire to be rich with God. How about you? I desire to be rich in fellowship with Him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Psalm 34, 9. I lost some of you already with that placenta thing, but you know what? I just got to keep plowing through here. Psalm 34, 9. I know you do. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 34, 9 through 16 I want to read here. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. There is no want to those who fear Him. Why is there no want? Because all your needs will be met when you put Him at first place in your life. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil. And your lips from speaking deceit or lies. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. I want verses 9 through 16, this is all in the context of the fear of the Lord. All in the context of the fear of the Lord. Verse 10 implies here, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. This implies that those who fear the Lord will seek the Lord. They will seek the Lord with their whole heart. Go to Proverbs 3 through Proverbs chapter 3. This is very popular scripture here. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You go through that, start in chapter 2 there and you read it for yourself. The whole context of these verses are in the context of wisdom and the fear of the Lord. So wisdom and the fear of the Lord, those who have them, will not lean on. They will not rely on their own human understanding. But those people will acknowledge and seek after the Lord for His wisdom, for His guidance in their life. Proverbs 3, 7 through 18. Listen to this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. There it is again. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening or correction of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as a father, the son, in whom he delights. You know, you ever if you ever spanked your child or something like that, you know, they and sometimes we Christians, we act like children and really in the natural, don't we? You ever spanked your child before and, and they look at you and they like, you don't love me. You hate me because you're spanking me. No, honey, you were running out in the road, and I'm trying to correct you so you don't get killed next time. Are you hearing me? Man, but how many times we as Christians, when when the chastening hand of the Lord is upon us, when we're not living right, we're not living right, the chastening hand of the Lord is on us, and we always, God don't love me. God don't love me. Yes, he does. If he did not love you, he would let you walk in your sin all the way to hell. All the way to the pits of hell without correcting you. Are you hearing me? See, we just get our, get our stinking thinking straightened out. Are you hearing me? we got to have that shift. we got to have that mind shift. It's called repentance. Yes, who said that? Thank you. Shift does happen. And it needs to happen. Amen? Now, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son, in whom he delights... I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her, for her proceeds, proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that you may desire cannot compare to her. Oh, hallelujah. Length of days are in her right hand. There it is again. And in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are more uh, her ways are pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her. So if your happy tank is a little low, you might want to check your fear of the Lord. You might want to check your wisdom that you're maybe not walking in. Are you hearing me? But listen, this is interesting here. Verse 8 It says that it will bring health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Verse 8 literally tells us that fearing the Lord will bring health to your flesh, health to your physical body. Well, what's the opposite of that? You don't fear the Lord, it can bring sickness. It can bring disease. It can bring the the devil's stuff. Are you hearing me? Verse 9 and 10. A Christian that fears the Lord according to verses 9 and 10, read it for yourself, will honor the Lord with their possessions and the firstfruits of their increase. Now, an example of someone who didn't do this is Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter 5. They did not fear the Lord. They did not honor God. In fact, they broke their vow to the Lord. I don't know if you knew this, but God takes vows very seriously. Are you hearing me? Very seriously. They broke their vow and they lied to the Holy Spirit. And judgment came upon them. But you know, something, that that judgment came, but something else came with the judgment. It says that the fear of the Lord came upon that whole region. When they seen Annas and Sapphira drop dead because of lying to the Lord, because of breaking their vow to the Lord, it says, the fear of the Lord came upon all of them. Go to Acts chapter 5. What I'm about to read here, my last scripture, what I'm about to read, this took place immediately after Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead. Kind of took the people back a little bit in the church. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Acts 5, that was a joke, by the way, you can laugh. Uh, Acts 5, thank you. Acts 5, 11 through 16. It says, So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. And through the, what happened after this? What happened? And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared to join them. But the people esteemed them highly. And believers, listen to this. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Multitudes of both men and women. So that they brought the sick out into the streets. And laid them on beds and couches. That at least the shadow of Peter... The shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. And a multitude gathered, gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented, tormented by unclean spirits or demons, and they were all healed. This is all in the context of Ananias and Sapphira dropping dead, judgment coming upon them, and the power of God began to flow. Why? Now listen, I believe that God wanted his power to be manifest like that even before. But what happened? The people got a slap in the face and said I better get my life right with the Lord. And the fear of the Lord came upon them. And it positioned them to receive and to loose the power of God in that region. Hello? Are you hearing me? The sad thing is this, is that it took two people dropping dead that did not have the fear of the Lord. And my question is, what's it going to take in this region? What's it going to take in this church for the fear of the Lord to fall on those who lack the fear of the Lord in this place, in this region? What needs to happen? One of two things could bring forth the fear of the Lord in your heart circumstances or your free will? Will you wait for a tragedy or will you decide to live your life in the fear of the Lord today by your own free will? Do you have the fear of the Lord in your life today? Or or are you just caught up in religious rituals? Do we really have the fear of the Lord today? And as Deuteronomy 5.29 pointed out, God wants our whole heart. He wants our heart to be pure toward Him. God desires a close and intimate, personal relationship with us through His Son, Jesus Christ. He wants to bless you. And if you're not being blessed, it's not God's fault. It's our own fault. Amen? Amen? But it will only come to pass if we fear, if we have a holy reverence for him, and we walk in his ways on this earth right now. Amen? I don't know about you, but when I found out that my life can be shortened or lengthened because of my actions on this earth, that's like spiritual smelling salts coming over your nose. Was it for you? Are you hearing me? The length of days are in your hands. The power of how long you live your life, the the power of how much of the blessing you're going to walk in or how much of the curse you're going to walk in is in your hands today. Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Hallelujah. Now, maybe there's someone in here today. Maybe you never heard a message I this straightforward. You've been to, to churches, you. but you just never, you, you were pricked in your heart today. You realize you, the seriousness you. of your life, the seriousness of, or consequences am. of your actions. And you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior you of your life. Today gave, is the day I'll of salvation. Me. Don't leave this building without making Jesus Lord of your life. Don't do it. You could walk out of this place. You, you could get hit head on with a car. Guess what? Game over. Life is over for you as you know it. And your eternity has been settled the moment you take your last breath. That's It's settled. If you still have, oh hallelujah, if you still have breath in your lungs today, and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, or if you're backslidden, you've fallen away. You don't have assurance. You don't have confidence. If you if you took your last breath right now, you dropped dead right now in this place. You don't know if you'd be with God for eternity. If that's you, those two things, I want you to come to this altar right now. Settle it today, and walk out of here with the peace that passes you, all understanding. Those who never made Jesus Lord of your life, and those who need to rededicate. You. Come forward. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. If you're feeling that, that prompting, you need to come. You need to come because you don't know.
1: You don't know when
0: you're going to take your last breath. You don't know when that prompting's going to stop after you reject him so many times. You, you keep rejecting him pretty soon. You're going to be numb to it. Come. Come. Salvation and rededication. Come. Right now. Right now. I want to pray with you. Right now. Settle it today. Right now. I usually don't camp out on those two, but I just really feel like there needs to be it. There needs to be a camping out. Those two right now. Right now, there's some in here that are not right with God. There are some in here who are not. If this is a life or death situation, you need to come forward. Someone. Someone or somebody. Right now. If that's you, and you're still struggling in your heart. You need to you just come forward when you when you when you're ready. Now, next, if you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. I want you to come forward. You need a physical healing. You need an emotional healing. You're tormented with fear. After today's message, you kind of suspect that maybe you you de- you have a spirit of fear that is attacking your life. Those of you, come forward if you have never made Jesus Lord of your life. Dedicate, come. Never made Jesus Lord of your life, or you need to rededicate. Come, 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 come. Oh, come! I, I'm just feeling an urgency that someone you you just keep walking in your own way, it it, it, it means it means your life's cut short. Something's not right. Some someone knows they're not right. Someone knows they're not right in this place, and you need to come. You need to come and rededicate. Anybody else? One more time. I'm telling you, I just just don't feel the release right now. Someone in here, someone in here. Today's the day for you to come forward. Today is the day for you to come forward. Just do it. Take that step. You know it hasn't been working for you so far. Hallelujah. It's Jesus you're missing. It's Jesus you're missing. Hallelujah. Listen
1: Yourself, through your words speak to me. I will wait to hear from you, Lord. I wait to hear. A thousand ways And why am I So afraid to move I cross the line I'm stepping out So come what may I give it all Cause I'm drawn to you As long as my heart Is beating Where you lead me I will follow. Where you lead me, I give my life away. Where you lead me?